Well, good afternoon, guys. I have a little surprise, surprise for you. I hope you like it. It's a little electronic read, you know. I love those electronic reads and teasers. I think they're wonderful. And I love to treat you guys for your support. So sit back and relax. And I can't wait to see, hear what you guys think. I need you once securely inside his condo. Harsh backed me against the entry door, slowly. The heat radiating from his body commanded my goosebumps to begin marching up and down my backside, at 180 steps all around the military jargon. Also, that smoldering heat was an indication of possible high fever. Even the room felt as if it were burning with this smoldering heat. Then again, that may have been me. God help me because, at that point, I damn sure could not help myself. The light kernel felt my body quake and shiver. Instead of affording me the opportunity to chill off a bit, he imprisoned me deeper and further into his personal space. I, literally, could not breathe. My chest never stopped pounding, as my breasts felt their own erasers hardened and protrude. At the same time Mother Nature decided to debut herself in the shadows of the common areas. My nectar of the gods began to slowly secrete from the walls of my canal, as if someone pulled the dike out of the dam, giving new meaning to the tam drip, drip, drip. You know what I mean battle sister number one. Of course, I'll chuckled at the thought. There was no turning back from this. I made up my mind right then, and there to follow each and every command he gave me. Just like that, the light kernel was the dominant, and I his submissive. Fucking damnation. Suddenly, Parsh arched his brow as he gazed deeper into my loss. I could see his blood vessels, literally, expanding before my very eyes. He cupped my chin as his hand trembled, slightly. Those savagely muscular appendages slid slowly down to the tips of my erect eraser of a nipple, and he pinched it ever so tightly. I orgasmed so hard, that the back of my head thumped against the door. What the fuck did he do that for? Well, I was about to find out. Listen. I could not help it, baby. I need you awake. I know I can be quite insolent. I do not apologize for this gesture one bit. The situation causes for such a misdeed. Though you know it gives me pleasure, as well. Parsh assisted me in pulling myself together. Not once allowing a retort of any kind from my lips to his ear. My pride was baiting me to stop this foolishness, but it was wicked and engaging. I wanted more of this naughtiness. However, for the moment it was not to come. Parsh's body began to quake and quiver as his eyes batted and fluttered wildly. Immediately, I secured him inside the clutches of my arms in an effort to steady him. Through murmured lips he spoke softly, but his words were frantic and deliberate. We must quickly move, baby. I have digested about 200 milligrams of painkillers and along with a mild oral anesthetic. You must get to work, hun, he purred into my ear sternly. Oh, dear God. Get me over there to the ops table here in the dining room, baby. 
I am afraid, this will be your operating table going forward. When you are done operating on my backside, where the boils, cysts and other bio-infections are used the sheets. Underneath to pull me onto the gurney, hidden in my walk-in. Closet. I hope your skill sets are still razor sharp and spot on. He whispered softly as his breaths grew shorter and shorter. I felt his body becoming heavier in my arms as it crunched itself over into a ball of human biological hazardous waste. It was not a time for me to panic. I shook the living shit out of that crazy-ass precocious officer, sick or not. Please battle sister, you know I wasted as little precious time, as possible, inserting that IV into my arm and body. It is filled with all you will need to complete this mission. His knees slightly buckle. I immediately secured him onto the table. I had no choice but to follow his commands. Truth be known, a part of me was turned the fuck on and more and more intrigued by the second. I needed to be needed, for a change. Too hard to resist, any further or future pleas from that sexy ass fucking scoundrel of an officer. Instinctively, I went to work. That boy's body was fucking. Heavy, as hell. But the sight of his flesh and muscles made my. Tasks all the easier, but no less grave. Once I rolled him flat on his stomach my jaw dropped, stunned by what I was privy to witness on his backside. My poise immediately grew stoic and vigilant. I recognized this disease. Pash was suffering from a Gulf War syndrome. Those boils and cysts are part of the symptoms. No telling how long this officer had suffered in silence. Damn it. I no longer touched his body. I had a better understanding now of my tasks. Plus, his backside was riddled with pus and blood seeping through the pores around each boil and cysts. This was an indicator of possibly both a staph and MSA infection. His body was toxic and a fucking walking biohazard. What the fuck? True to form, the pragmatic and detail-oriented officer left nothing to chance, nor any stones unturned. Next to what was to be my operating table on the bar and stools were my scrubs, face shield mask, gloves, three small pills of Valium, Geomycin, and Darvacetin, and two shots of Paron. What the fuck? Wasted no time downing those three babies. My ass hurried up and downed every ounce of those double shots. At this point, timing was of the essence. God help me. Because we were now, truly, in the hands of whatever gods we served. And I began praying silently, like hell. With a few Hail Marys to boot. Operation. Nightingale. Focused and intent, I reached onto the roller tray filled with every type of surgical instrument a surgeon would need. Nothing was left to chance, here. I picked up the instruments I would need to clean and disinfect the areas I needed to cut open, first, only to have to lay them back down. The pressure underneath his skin where the boils and cysts were, began to seep and run everywhere. Blood and pus raced down Pash's torso, settling into a pool of icky shit in the dip of his back. Just above his gorgeously muscular gluteus maximus. We were in fucking trouble. Before I realized it, 
I reached over and grabbed two sheets of liners and pads. It was instinct from those days back in the theater, bumfuck Egypt. As I laid the pads on his seeping wounds the pus and blood seared its way from one end of the pad to the other. It was clear. Parsh's body was infected further below his flesh than either of us could have ever anticipated. This meant I needed to cut far deeper and quickly into his backside. At that point, timing and precision was everything, girl. That said, I went straight to work. As any good nurse and surgeon, I opened up that damn IV and gave him more saline and morphine. I took the vial and needle of antibiotic he left for me and injected it into his IV. Hell, at that point he needed it more than I did. I was not thinking about saving myself. I only wanted to save this officer and soldier who placed his life, literally, into my hands. Leaping into action, straight away, was a no-brainer. Vial of antibiotic or not. After I injected him and re-sanitized his backside I went straight to work. Oh, my fucking god. That first puncture with my scalpel released much of the pressure behind the first boil. Blood, pus, and part of his flesh went flying through the air, every damn place. It hit my face shield, leaving two long bloody and pus-ridden streaks. The stench was like a fucking dead body, almost. My immediate thought was, this motherfucker needs a goddamn. Autopsy. Jeez oh peace. There was no other option for me, surgically, but to pause a moment to change into the second face shield of Parsh, set up four of them side by side. No doubt he understood and planned for every conceivable scenario. It was a good thing too, because we were in a fight, against time, and him awakening out that induced coma we put him in me and Parsh. Putting my second shield on securely, I wasted no time cutting on his body, again. Only this time I was prepared to do battle with those boils and cysts. Because they were huge and attached to his body. But know this, my hands were sturdy as a steel rod, or rather the massive hard-on of Parsh's. Girl but damn. Timing was all fucked up, in reference to the revelation of that shit. I made sure my cut went deep into the center of the boil. To relieve the pressure. His body slightly jerked and trembled. I paused merely for three to four seconds, only. Of course, bending again to my work and tasks. Attempting to assess what the bloody hell was inside this young man's body cavity. That bitch of a cyst was fucking tight and oozing yellow, green, and red waste, like hell. I gauzed as much pus and blood as I could before cutting any further. Shit, I needed to see what the fuck I was doing before proceeding further. Next, I purposely pressed as hard as I could, he could not feel it. Needless to say, the infection hit the ceiling, as its remainder splattered onto his lower body. Thank goodness he was wearing protective gear, under his long johns. I operated for nearly three and a half hours on that poor officer's back. My body was drenched with perspiration, blood, flesh, and funky-ass pus. I knew, instinctively, he had MSA, as well. One of the most dangerous and unpredictable infections. Fought by the docs in internal medicine, back east. I had to hope and pray the antibiotics would help with that. 
At best, all I could do is treat his wounds, and sew him the fuck up there about eleven sutures, then wait. The most critical time during this entire procedural process. Just when I thought I could. Finally rest on my medical and nursing laurels, Murphy's Law decided to debut himself. Fucking damnation. Well, guys... This story, this is part of a story that will be, we're launching it hopefully in the next week or two. I just wanted you guys to have something special from me as usual to show you my appreciation for your support, but also to get your input of what you thought of it. And the name of this story is, of course, this is from the Naughty Colonel from Across the Way. And this is... Uh, the dialogue basically is two battle buddies going at it with each other because um, Graves is upset with Elle for having this lucid affair or dangerous liaison affair <laughs> with this powerful officer. And she is betwixt and between two officers who live literally next door to each other. It is a fantastic story. Um, wanted to level up the game a little bit with military romance. You know, me being a veteran, I love military romance because I know it from being a boot on the ground. And having dated and literally married officers um, and soldiers, so there you go. But I I think I love this story. I, I enjoyed writing this story so much, guys. And I, and I thought you would just like that little teaser. You know how I like to do. And since today I'm not I'm not in as much pain as I've been in, I just thought this would be fun. So looking forward to 2021, I have so many great things coming as far as literary goes and content. We're going to have some really, really good fun. And I have some major, major, major giveaways coming. Personal wine glasses with book purchase. If you purchase two of my books, you get a wine glass and other little goodies. And it's I'm doing book bundles. No one is doing that. They're not doing. They're just doing two. You choose two books and you get a discount, but you don't get any goodies. I worked in the beauty industry for almost 20 years. I worked in sales and marketing. I got this and I got you. I got you. You're not just readers. You guys are my street teams. You're my supporters. And I adore each and every one of you. And I value your input. So that said, happy, happy, happy new year. Sit down, take a moment, have a glass of wine and some cheese and listen to my little teaser. I think you guys are going to really like what's in this book. And it's so funny to be able to do this for you guys. Um, because I deliver it like nobody else can or have thought of. I'm the first to do these electronic readings for 
my groups and my supporters and readers. So be safe, mask up, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Social distance, social distance, social distance, and be careful. May God bless you all and keep you. And Lord, let's just, I'm going to, I'm not going to waltz out of 2020. I'm going to run towards 2021 at top speed. So enjoy guys. Have fun. Love you all. Ta-ta. Well, good afternoon, guys. I have a little surprise, surprise for you. I hope you like it. It's a little electronic read, you know. I love those electronic reads and teasers. I think they're wonderful. And I love to treat you guys for your support. So sit back and relax. And I can't wait to see, hear what you guys think. I need you. Once securely inside his condo, Harsh backed me against the entry door, slowly. The heat radiating from his body commanded my goosebumps to begin marching up and down my backside, at 180 steps all around the military jargon. Also, that smoldering heat was an indication of possible high fever. Even the room felt as if it were burning with this smoldering heat. Then again, that may have been me. God help me because, at that point, I damn sure could not help myself. The light kernel felt my body quake and shiver. Instead of affording me the opportunity to chill off a bit, he imprisoned me deeper and further into his personal space. I, literally, could not breathe. My chest never stopped pounding, as my breasts felt their own erasers hardened and protrude. At the same time Mother Nature decided to debut herself, in the shadows of the common areas. My nectar of the gods began to slowly secrete from the walls of my canal, as if someone pulled the dike out of the dam, giving new meaning to the tam drip, drip, drip. You know what I mean battle sister number one. Of course, I'll chuckled at the thought. There was no turning back from this. I made up my mind right then, and there to follow each and every command he gave me. Just like that, the light kernel was the dominant, and I his submissive. Fucking damnation. Suddenly, Parsh arched his brow as he gazed deeper into my loss. I could see his blood vessels, literally, expanding before my very eyes. He cupped my chin as his hand trembled, slightly. Those savagely muscular appendages slid slowly down to the tips of my erect eraser of a nipple, and he pinched it ever so tightly. I orgasmed so hard, that the back of my head thumped against the door. What the fuck did he do that for? Well, I was about to find out. Listen. I could not help it, baby. I need you awake. I know I can be quite insolent. I do not apologize for this gesture one bit. The situation causes for such a misdeed. Though you... No, it gives me pleasure, as well. Parsh assisted me in pulling myself together. Not once allowing a retort of any kind from my lips to his ear. My pride was baiting me to stop this foolishness, but it was wicked and engaging. I wanted more of this naughtiness. 
However, for the moment it was not to come. Parsh's body began to quake and quiver as his eyes batted and fluttered wildly. Immediately, I secured him inside the clutches of my arms in an effort to steady him. Through murmured lips he spoke softly, but his words were frantic and deliberate. We must quickly move the baby. I have digested about 200 milligrams of painkillers, and along with a mild oral anesthetic. You must get to work, hun, he purred into my ear sternly. Oh, dear God. Get me over there to the ops table here in the dining room, baby. I am afraid, this will be your operating table going forward. When you are done operating on my backside, where the boils, cysts and other bio-infections are used the sheets. Underneath to pull me onto the gurney, hidden in my walk-in. Closet. I hope your skill sets are still razor sharp and spot on. He whispered softly as his breaths grew shorter and shorter. I felt his body becoming heavier in my arms as it crunched itself over into a ball of human biological hazardous waste. It was not a time for me to panic. I shook the living shit out of that crazy-ass precocious officer, sick or not. Please battle sister, you know I wasted as little precious time, as possible, inserting that IV into my arm and body. It is filled with all you will need to complete this mission. His knees slightly buckled. I immediately secured him onto the table. I had no choice but to follow his commands. Truth be known, a part of me was turned the fuck on and more and more intrigued by the second. I needed to be needed for a change. Too hard to resist any further or future pleas from that sexy ass fucking scoundrel of an officer. Instinctively, I went to work. That boy's body was fucking heavy as hell. But the sight of his flesh and muscles made my tasks all the easier, but no less grave. Once I rolled him flat on his stomach my jaw dropped, stunned by what I was privy to witness on his backside. My poise immediately grew stoic and vigilant. I recognized this disease. Parsh was suffering from a Gulf War syndrome. Those boils and cysts are part of the symptoms. No telling how long this officer had suffered in silence. Damn it. I no longer touched his body. I had a better understanding now of my tasks. Plus, his backside was riddled with pus and blood seeping through the pores around each boil and cysts. This was an indicator of possibly both a staph and MSA infection. His body was toxic and a fucking walking biohazard. What the fuck? True to form, the pragmatic and detail-oriented officer left nothing to chance, nor any stones unturned. Next to what was to be my operating table on the bar and stools were my scrubs, face shield mask, gloves, three small pills of Valium, Geomycin, and Darvacet N, and two shots of Paron. What the fuck? Wasted no time downing those three babies. Mayas hurried up and downed every ounce of those double shots. At this point, timing was of the essence. God help me. Because we were now, truly, in the hands of whatever gods we served. And I began praying silently, like hell. With a few Hail Marys to boot. Operation. Nightingale. Focused and intent. 
I reached onto the roller tray filled with every type of surgical instrument a surgeon would need. Nothing was left to chance, here. I picked up the instruments I would need to clean and disinfect the areas I needed to cut open, first, only to have to lay them back down. The pressure underneath his skin where the boils and cysts were, began to seep and run everywhere. Blood and pus raced down Pash's torso, settling into a pool of icky shit in the dip of his back. Just above his gorgeously muscular gluteus maximus. We were in fucking trouble. Before I realized it, I reached over and grabbed two sheets of liners and pads. It was instinct from those days back in the theater, bumfuck Egypt. As I laid the pads on his seeping wounds the pus and blood seared its way from one end of the pad to the other. It was clear. Parsh's body was infected further below his flesh than either of us could have ever anticipated. This meant I needed to cut far deeper and quickly into his backside. At that point, timing and precision was everything, girl. That said, I went straight to work. As any good nurse and surgeon, I opened up that damn IV and gave him more saline and morphine. I took the vial and needle of antibiotic he left for me and injected it into his IV. Hell, at that point he needed it more than I did. I was not thinking about saving myself. I only wanted to save this officer and soldier who placed his life, literally, into my hands. Leaping into action, straight away, was a no-brainer. Vial of antibiotic or not. After I injected him and re-sanitized his backside I went straight to work. Oh, my fucking god. That first puncture with my scalpel released much of the pressure behind the first boil. Blood, pus, and part of his flesh went flying through the air, every damn place. It hit my face shield, leaving two long bloody and pus-ridden streaks. The stench was like a fucking dead body, almost. My immediate thought was, this motherfucker needs a goddamn autopsy. Jeez oh peace. There was no other option for me, surgically, but to pause a moment to change into the second face shield of Pash, set up four of them side by side. No doubt he understood and planned for every conceivable scenario. It was a good thing too, because we were in a fight, against time, and him awakening out that induced coma we put him in me and Pash. Putting my second shield on securely, I wasted no time cutting on his body, again. Only this time I was prepared to do battle with those boils and cysts. Because they were huge and attached to his body. But know this, my hands were sturdy as a steel rod, or rather the massive hard-on of Pash's. Girl but damn. Timing was all fucked up, in reference to the revelation of that shit. I made sure my cut went deep into the center of the boil. To relieve the pressure. His body slightly jerked and trembled. I paused merely for three to four seconds, only. Of course, bending again to my work and tasks. Attempting to assess what the bloody hell was inside this young man's body cavity. That bitch of a cyst was fucking tight and oozing yellow, green, and red waste, like hell. I gauzed as much pus and blood as I could before cutting any further. Shit, I needed to see what the fuck I was doing before proceeding further. Next, I purposely pressed as hard as I could, he could not feel it. 
Needless to say, the infection hit the ceiling, as its remainder splattered onto his lower body. Thank goodness he was wearing protective gear, under his long johns. I operated for nearly three and a half hours on that poor officer's back. My body was drenched with perspiration, blood, flesh, and funky ass pus. I knew, instinctively, he had MSA, as well. One of the most dangerous and unpredictable infections. Thought by the docs in internal medicine, back east. I had to hope and pray the antibiotics would help with that. At best, all I could do is treat his wounds, and sew him the fuck up there about eleven sutures, then wait. The most critical time during this entire procedural process. Just when I thought I could. Finally rest on my medical and nursing laurels, Murphy's Law decided to debut himself. Fucking damnation. Well, guys... This sto this is part of a story that will be we're launching it hopefully in the next week or two. I just wanted you guys to have something special from me as usual to show you my appreciation for your support, but also to get your input of what you thought of it. And the name of this story is of course this is from the naughty colonel from across the way. And this is uh, the dialogue basically is two battle buddies going at it with each other because um, Graves is upset with L for having this lucid affair or dangerous liaison affair <laughs> with this powerful officer. And she is betwixt and between two officers who live literally next door to each other. It is a fantastic story. Um, I wanted to level up the game a little bit with military romance. You know, me being a veteran, I love military romance because I know it from being a boot on the ground. And having dated and literally married officers um, and soldiers, so there you go. But I, I think I love this story. I, I enjoyed writing this story so much, guys. And I, and I thought you would just like that little teaser. You know how I like to do. And since today I'm not I'm not in as much pain as I've been in, I just thought this would be fun. So looking forward to 2021, I have so many great things coming as far as literary goes and content. We're going to have some really, really good fun. And I have some major, major, major giveaways coming personal wine glasses with book purchase. If you purchase two of my books, you get a wine glass and other little goodies. And it's, I'm doing book bundles. No one is doing that. They're not doing, they're just doing two, you choose two books and you get a discount, but you don't get any goodies. I worked in the beauty industry for almost 20 years. I worked in sales and marketing. I got this and I got you. I got you. You're not just readers. You guys are my street teams. You're my supporters. 
And I adore each and every one of you, and I value your input. So that said, happy, happy, happy new year. Sit down, take a moment, have a glass of wine and some cheese, and listen to my little teaser. I think you guys are going to really like what's in this book. And it's so funny to be able to do this for you guys um, because I deliver it like nobody else can or have thought of. I'm the first to do these electronic readings for my groups and my supporters and readers. So be safe, mask up, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Social distance, social distance, social distance, and be careful. May God bless you all and keep you. And Lord, let's just, I'm going to, I'm not going to waltz out of 2020. I'm going to run towards 2021 at top speed. So enjoy guys. Have fun. Love you all. Ta-ta.